Good morning, and thank you for listening. This is Camille's Demi Hour on 89.5 Nantucket's NPR station. And this show is all about the beautiful Epicurean world here on Nantucket Island. And today in the studio, I have Namesh Maharjan. If he wants to correct my proper enunciation of his name, Namesh Maharjan, which is actually a beautiful name. Where are you from, Namesh? Uh, actually, you pronounce it really right. Uh, I'm from Nepal. We're definitely going to find out how you got to Nantucket from Nepal. But first of all, the way we connected was actually about Nepal. Rob from N Magazine, he introduced us and he told me about an amazing meal that you had made for raising money for the earthquake after um, after what happened in Nepal. Do you want to tell me about that? Oh, yeah. That, that was a couple of months ago after the earthquake in Nepal. Yeah. Uh, we did to raise money for Nepal, so we did a six-course dinner, and uh, Rob was there to have a dinner, and I think... You impressed him. I did, actually, I did. <laughs> I have to say that, you know. But what, was was the, what, what, what was the theme of the night in, uh, for the dinner? The theme of the night was basically to raise the money for Nepal, mm-hmm. as to help Nepal in a lot of different ways. and But I want to give something back, you know, to raise the money, and I could have... That's the skill that I have that I can use to raise the money. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason Like uh, I decided to do like six-course dinner with the help of all the Nepalese people on the island, plus friends from Boston came over to help it. That was great. And it was uh, very much local products yeah. that we use it, and everyone was very helpful to do that thing. You know, it was truly amazing. And the style of food was was yours, or did it relate to Nepal? No, it was still like to me my mind cooking. You know, French Mediterranean like kind of fusion of a lot of things. But I can cook Nepalese food, but I've never been cooking Nepalese food for as professionally, just uh-huh. for home. But you know, if I have to, I can cook it. But I want to like give all the people who were there because they were paying a lot of money to right for those. It was a solo dinner. Yeah. You know, so I have to give a perfect meal so that they can enjoy it, you know. <laughs> so your cousin lives here. That's the reason you came to Nantucket. You want to tell us that story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was back in uh, 05 uh, when he mentioned about it, about like, if I want to come to the United States. You know, I was a student back home and never cooked. <laughs> so he told, he asked me if I want to join. Back home, back home was where? Nepal, okay. Kathmandu. And so, like, uh, he told me, like, Okay, so he said he's going to start the process with different things. So I was, like, excited. At the same time, I was like, it may happen or it may not happen, you know. But I got a visa in 06. So, and then I flew in two days as soon as I got a visa. <laughs> I came with the one suitcase only, so nothing on it because he didn't want me to bring anything for that. So, yeah, my cousin, Dilip uh, Morrison, uh, yeah, he's the one who has a great influence on me to be here and he's been idol of my life since and what what does he do uh he's a, he's a cook too uh he was a chef in nepal uh back in days when we were kids and when he came to states he's cook he bartender he managed the restaurants you know now he's still cooking uh but he's he's truly amazing well, you're here because your cooking is amazing, and we're actually going to taste some of his food today and make something here in the studio. But uh, how you became a chef it was not the traditional path. It was the hardworking path that is quite admirable, and I love hearing that story. Why don't you uh, tell us, how did you get behind the line? Yeah, that was a, quite a story. 
Uh, 06, when I came to like Nantucket for the first time, when I came here, like I started as a dishwasher. And the funny thing is that, like, you know, I I didn't I did not enjoy my job as a dishwasher, but you know, I have to do it for to live a life. And then uh, one day everything changes. Uh, I love mushrooms. I love mushrooms. That's like, and uh, I used to like chef used to make a mushroom soup every single day. And uh, I used to eat that soup for like lunch, dinner, or any time I can have it. So basically, one day we had this uh, soup was out of taste, you know, and then uh, it was just and, off. You were just tasting it. Yeah, because I I was eating every day, so I know the flavor. Uh-huh. You know, I was just telling chef like, I think it's not the same taste, and he was pretty much mad about like as a dishwasher complaining about the food not being to the and like so he just come in and grab a like ladle and try the soup and he was I still remember he's like give me sherry like you know putting the some sherry dry sherry on that and then like still after us and he's just like yell at his sous chef and like okay put this soup back you know and that was funny and he just told me like look at me like as a French guy like just look at me say you're gonna cook <laughs> And ever since I started cooking, and <laughs> this is how my journey started as a cook. And so you, you know, were the quality control dishwasher for the French chef. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, the palate the palate is very different because uh, we eat a really strong food back home. You know, and I think that helped me to taste the food in a lot of different ways. And that was a perfect example for him. So you know, and and but he been watching me forever, like the eye that I was putting on the food and. Mm-hmm. He knows that I can cook, so probably that's another reason, you know. Well, that is fascinating because when you do come from different backgrounds and you're eating different foods while you're growing up, those impressions in your memory palate definitely can give you a new perspective when you're tasting other cuisines. Right. And so you feel that that um, has benefited you? In the beginning, it was really hard for me to even remember the names of the product and the names of the food. It was very, very much very different for me like so i used to go home and every night write every single thing that i do and then uh that gave me a very good relation about the food you know like Mm -hmm. and i i love smelling food and Mm -hmm. that's what i grew up like before i eat i would smell the food Mm -hmm. in the beginning was uh kind of knowing the food and taste and the flavor what goes you what try to balance the food was one of the hardest thing for me to do it you know Mm. But, I mean, chefs been there for me, and they gave me a lot of good hand to be where I am today, you know, and their faith on me and the the, the courage that they have shown me, like all the chefs that I work with, was amazing. Yeah. Well, you've developed your palate and your skill over time, but I, I feel that you may have had it in you to begin with if you enjoy it so much and, and have had the success that you've had. But uh, what do you think about talent versus a work ethic in in the restaurant world? Absolutely. Restaurant job is a very hard job. You need to have a work ethic for that because it's a long hour job. Like you spend like 15, 16 hours in a kitchen. And then, uh, you know, I mean, about the developing the palate, I think it's about testing the food all the time, you know, making sure that the food, I'm serving for someone else. I'm mm-hmm. not eating for myself. You know, but at the same time, you know, like eating up different kind of food. Like I, we back home, we never have boundaries to say you can't eat that, you can't eat this, you know. 
in my home, basically, like, you eat everything. Because mm-hmm. my dad is a big fan of food, and at the same time, my uncle, who is a chef, too. Like, you know, he cooks once in a while, but he the, the things that he cooks is always a memory for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's the reason I think we develop a good palate. Like, all my cousins, like, they have amazing palate, too, and, like, they cook amazing food. And uh, with the time, with the experience, I think I became good at it to balance the food, you mm-hmm. know, and and I have learned so much from a lot of chefs and seen and read, you know, using my own brain to like put the food on the plate and like making it extraordinary. I think the courage and the, I've been saying like, you know, the work ethic. I put like, I go to work at eight in the morning and come back at one o'clock at night, you know. That's definitely a work, that's a strong yeah. work ethic. Yeah. You do have to balance, I, I imagine, that those hours off. But um, if you're just listening, this is Nantucket's NPR station, and this is Camille Broderick with Camille's Demi Hour. We are speaking with Namesh Maharjan. He is a chef on island here and also a private chef. And he is from Nepal and has been on island for roughly nine and a half years, nine now. And a half years now. And he's just been talking about his uh, development in the restaurant world here and his hard work to become a chef on island. And I think more importantly are the influences you have had um, in this time here in, in the States. Uh, do you want to talk about some of the other awesome chefs you've worked with? Oh, definitely. Uh, in the beginning, I started with Chef uh, from Brittany, from France, uh, Chef Charles Chalou. That's where I started cooking. I think the trust that he has given me, it was amazing for a guy who doesn't know nothing about food and, uh, you know, to be his sous chef in a couple of years was, that was a, like a great, you know, and this was And this was at 29 Fair? Yeah. Yes. 29 Fair Street, that was street, that yeah. bistro they call it that time. And in 08, I met this amazing chef, uh, Pino Mofeo. Uh, though I n- never get chance to work with him that long, but the word of influence that he have given me till now is like that's the best thing ever and i think i take that very seriously and from that day like i never look back and i know what i want to do in my life you know what and a good I, feeling yeah i have so gr- grateful to like meet him by accident you know and i have so much respect for him like even today like he's a friend of mine mm-hmm. who i can call anytime mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like artists, they feed each other and the company you keep, it's it's important that they become your friends and your inspiration too, especially in that field where you're working so hard and it's constant creativity. Yeah, you know, I mean, they saw my work ethic, you know, I, I, they know that I have a raw talent and like, you know, by 09, you know, when I was selected to be a chef for Todd English and I met this another amazing chef, uh, Chef Joe Burner. And he's the one who gave me the first opportunity with the chef to cuisine and told me that you're going to be successful on day one when I work with him. It was in Boston at Olives and the Figs that I went for training to know about the pizza. You know, he was very happy that I came over. And I told him, like, I think I got the thing in a couple of days. And he was like, so amazed. You sure about this? I was like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and so in a week, then he came down to Nantucket and we sit down and we work in the kitchen and he's like, you got this. You know, that was the best feeling. And he <laughs> left like in two days and like, Andres was me. 
Wow. You know, and that was amazing. Like that year, we were like ranked seventh on that ticket. So that's great. And you spent time in New York too. And even on your days off, you would stage at some amazing places, including Per Se, Thomas Keller's restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. New York, uh, I think, was very successful individually, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, being as you get a chef for the first time was uh, truly amazing. And uh, take over the restaurant to an- another level was another amazing. Yeah, I love I love to work. You know, like in my day off too, like I like to go to the city because I was working on Long Island. Mm-hmm. And I have a place to stay in the city at my friend's place. So I was knocking on the door to go to like a Michelin star restaurant, you know. So uh, after a six, seven month long period of time, I get some to start at Brochet, which uh, gave me a, such a, confidence on myself to be another in another level and I have to thank the whole per se team for that yeah. you know and I get chance to work with uh, Poggiani's restaurant and uh, Chef Fett uh, Streisner to give me chance at KO that was a good like you know meal and a perfect examples for like what you have to do in your life wow well you're definitely a go-getter and making opportunities for yourself so that's also part of your your talent as well <laughs> So I'm really excited to start making a salad here. Um, we're limited in the studio in our capacities for ovens and stovetops, so we make do with what we can, but it's kind of fun to have your challenges. Today, why don't you tell us what we're going to prepare? Yeah, I decided to like do something very interesting, uh, you know, very simple so everyone can cook it. We're going to do a warm rice salad. Uh, I use the basmati rice for that, and uh, we're going to do like summer vegetables and some summer fruit and some, you know, like fermented chilies and vinaigrette, some harissa paste, some arugula. Just, just very simple, but tasty. <laughs> very simple to him, but it does look delicious. So why don't we get started? Of course, let's do it. Okay, so his mise en place here, which is all things in their place, I believe it's translated to, is the setup for the kitchen and for the entree that he's going to prepare. So we did pre-cook rice. So if you had rice, I think that's always a good thing to have in your fridge kind of to start as a base, kind of like if you had a plain pasta yeah. or something else like that. Would you agree? Absolutely. You know, like just take it to the like a cookie perfect, you know, just like make it just warm and the medium plus like just Cut whatever vegetable you have. You don't have to look for everything. You know, just balance the food in the right way. Mm-hmm. That's what I always say. And rice recooked, I think, is always good in the saute pan with you know a little crunchiness or some. Yeah. What do you think? Is that is that anti-Nepal cooking? No, it's not. It's not. We 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 eat a lot of fried rice. We do the same. But you know, for this one, I think it's better to cook like right away because to cook rice doesn't take like normally take ten minutes. If you have a rice cooker, it's even easier for you. And for like this one, just cook the rice for like ten minutes so that the rice rice is fluffy. And, you know, just take some vinaigrette, some chilies, and some lemon, lime, you know, just to make the food balance. You put that uh, those ingredients in the water with the rice? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, no, okay. No, no. Just cook rice plain so that it won't be over-seasoned and just, like, put all the vegetables, you know, like, one step by step so that rice can, you know, you can see the fillings of rice. Right, start developing, like, a palate and just yeah. Keep, yeah. At, keep adding to it. Yeah. But rice is one of the hardest things, I think, to make sometimes. Perfect rice is not always easy but i think repetition is the best way to do it i never feel hard to cook rice because <laughs> i my mom like make us cook like in like back in days i when i when i came here i know i know to cook two things one is rice and one is uh lentils you know because we cook that every day basically like to eat so rice I, it's never been hard to cook rice 
for me. Oh, lentils. I love lentils. Okay. And then we have some diced, yeah, some diced beautiful color rainbow here. Yeah. Some diced cucumbers, some diced carrots, uh, some diced mangoes, some uh, fresh tomatoes. And this is the like kind of interesting. Uh, this is a chili paste that uh, I made it. And then uh, I soak with some cumin and some sesame oil so that we can have a sesame vinaigrette for that. I love sesame with the rice. And oh, then so we I have know. some cilantro. Oh, and then some lemon. And there should be a lime. Yeah, lime. Some uh, extra virgin olive oil. Some onions. Some mint. Some arugula and harissa paste. Beautiful. So harissa paste, which you were just telling me about a harissa paste you make. Yeah. You have many projects going on. <laughs> I think at all times. I bet his apartment's kind of like a laboratory of sorts. I wish I have a, like a, to make a lab. I would love to do it. But, you know, I mean, I love, I love to preserve things. And I think that helps me to know that what I can use for the season and like I don't have to search for anything. And then uh, harissa paste, yeah. Uh, when I was in New York, uh, we had this tabbouleh salad. So I don't like to buy anything. And and I was reading a Moroccan book at the same time. Uh, I think the chef was Khalid uh, something. Uh, he has a restaurant in New York. I think he has in California. I know that for sure. And so like it was a very good inspiration from that book, like learning about the Moroccan food. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make her. It's a paste myself. So, you know, I basically take the ideas from him and like transform into mine and then like you know i use some mexican chilies dolce chilies and uh some tomato paste olives cilantro as if i remember some vinegar some oil salt and garlic and then i uh, fermented for two three weeks and then it came out perfect and that that was basically how how i started and like we never changed it and like people love it yeah Wow. So the fermentation process of that is obviously for preservation, but it, it affects the chilies in a different flavor capacity? Absolutely. If you do a fermentation, like when the chilies are mixed with the oil and thing, it gives this like a delicious taste. You know, you don't, it's not going to be too like spicy, but like it gives you such kind of gooey flavor like that. You love it, you know, and fermentation is basically the thing that I learned from kid. You know, it's curing is the best thing. So, and that was like, you know, fermenting on the like, on the oil and everything and just like leave it, you know, it's like making kind of pickling, you know, yeah. but in a different way. Right. Yeah. And, but you really learn about the product you're working with. It's kind of breaking it down and seeing it in all of its kind of rawness. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love doing what I do and. I definitely like like to know about like, to gather the knowledge about everything what I want to do it you know fermentation like get knowledge from mom and from parents was easier for me to do it you know like that's what I think I learned that way and I, I think that's the best process you can ever ask for it you know like you eat kimchi which is fermented for years right. and people love it you know which is Korean cabbage cabbage yes yeah. Yeah, I think like every chef make their own now which yeah. is the best thing you know yeah like chefs, it's fun yeah chefs love to make their own stuff you know? so we started with the rice and then you add the, the uh, I add the, uh, the chili paste and the cumin vinaigrette mm -hmm. and I add some mangoes it's going to give some sweetness for that. Some tomatoes, uh, some cucumber, and some we're going to add some carrots. And then uh, we're going to... And some nice yeah, crunch some and sweetness. Yeah. And then the savory with the onion. And some chopped cilantro. Yep. The colors are just so pretty. And then you're going to like... It's summery. 
Yeah. You know, perfect summer. So you always should break up your mint, typically, right? Mint yeah. and basil, you should break up, not chop too much. And I, I don't like to chop it up. You know, basically, like, if you have a very sharp knife, that's perfect. You know, like for today, I think I'll just, like, do it. You can hear the sound, right? He's tossing around the rice in this so, beautiful medley of color. So I'm put some lime just now. Okay. If you're listening, we are in the studio today with Namesh Mahajran, the chef here on Island. He used to work at 29 Fair Street, and we will soon be hearing about hopefully his next upcoming projects. And he is uh, zesting a lime right now into this beautiful salad of already cooked rice, mint, tomato, carrot, mango, cilantro, and a little sesame fermented chili paste um, with a cumin vinaigrette. Lemon juice and a uh, uh, lime juice, sorry, and the uh, lime juice. Just to give some acidity to balance the food and that. And then... It's so... It smells so good. There's so much aroma in just the raw vegetables and the herbs. It's really great. That's the best thing about summer and, uh, like, about vegetables, you know, like, buying them at the right thing is... I think I take so much time to buy the vegetables because I smell the food and I only buy it. I think I learned that from Chef Mark Berry while watching his videos. Like he say, always smell the food before you buy it. You know, like, and that was, I think, perfect example for all the chefs. Marco Pure White, which is the um, the youngest winning Michelin starred chef in the world. He's actually from London and uh, is an amazing, amazing chef and character. Damn amazing. <laughs> Damn, is he, yeah, he's a rock star. He's a rock star. Yeah, you can definitely give him that. He looks like a rock star, too. He is a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> to get, like, a three-star in 28-year-old? Yes, he was 28. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So before we devour this amazing salad, uh, why don't you talk about your future here on Nantucket? He's giving his first sample taste, of course. The chef's got to taste the food. Last year, I had pleasure to run 29 Fear. After a long time, and uh, I think we did a very great job about running the place. You know, somehow it didn't work work out for us, but we gave a good mark for the people that, you know, our restaurant was busy every single day. Uh, work, yeah, definitely working on a new project. Hopefully, we'll find a new space for next year. We are working on it, you know. And I tell the audience now that we, we want his food. I think it's going to be a real treat to, I think, the whole restaurant landscape here on Island. So we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. And uh, let's, oh, we're going to throw in some arugula too? Of course, you know. That's my one of my favorite thing in the world. I can eat any day, any time. Just a resistance. Yeah. beautiful color let's do a final taste eh? final taste i can't wait till it's my turn <laughs> adding a little more salt a little sea salt and then the finish finishing off with a little harissa the green harissa the green harissa and he's adding a little more cilantro again taste 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 perfect perfect yeah awesome, awesome. awesome. yeah here i go Kind of a little bit spicy, but... Oh, I like spicy. Mmm. So many flavors jumping out. Oh, it's incredible. 
That's what it's supposed to be. And they help a lot. Oh my gosh, and they keep coming back. Yeah. It's like a little like windmill of flavors. Yeah, well, they'll be heat, <laughs> heating your mouth. Yeah, it's from the sesame oil. Yeah. Well, this is just fantastic. Thank you so much for coming in today. Absolutely. I, thanks for inviting me. And like, thanks, Rob, for introducing me to you. Likewise. I look forward to uh, cooking with you. We had the chance to cook together. And I look forward to doing it again. And I support you. We support you with your next project. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you again so much for listening. That was Namesh Mahajran, a chef here on Island. And this is Camille Broderick with Camille's Demi Hour on 89.5 Nantucket's NPR station. Till next week. Cheers. And thank you again to our sponsor this month. We are brought to you by Bouchard Perry Feast, founded in 1731, crafting benchmark Chardonnay and Pinot Noirs from some of the best terroirs in Burgundy. Based in Boom, Bouchard is proud to be the summer sponsor of Camille's Demi Hour in our sister city of Nantucket. Tuck it.